0: That is pussy as in non-gendered, such as asshole and or vagina.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, welcome. Sorry, I'm chewing a a piece of liquor, hold up.
0: (laughs) He loves stringy things in his mouth.
1: Welcome to another
0: episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. And I am the Empress of China.
1: J.K. My name is. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're your co-host. Uh, um, that really just threw me off. Okay, uh, so we have two very gendered topics today. First, we're going to talk about the thing that you probably have been hearing about on Twitter and Facebook all fucking week which is the Texas abortion ban and all of the implications of that and the legality of it as well. Then later we're gonna talk about the draft, also known as the selective service because there has been a lot of talk about women serving in the draft. So we're gonna talk about that. But first, Josh. Yes. Let's get into some political tea shall we? Okay. So let me do this first. Sorry to my audience. Okay. So um, I think it may have been Wednesday, but the governor of Texas signed into law an abortion ban that bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. Something, I think it's when it has a cardiac activity and it pretty much effectively in the the Roe v. Wade protections in the state of Texas. Um, According to NPR, these are some quotes, the abortion ban makes no exceptions for pregnancies that are the result of rape or incest, but does include a rare provision that allows individual citizens to sue anyone they believe may be involved in helping a pregnant individual violate the ban. The provision cannot be used against pregnant people, but reproductive rights advocates warn it can be used to target abortion providers and abortion rights activists. The policy conflicts with the Supreme Court's precedence, uh, which prohibits states from banning abortion before fetal uh, viability, usually b- between 22 and 24 weeks of pregnancy. It also allows uh as I said, private citizens to sue abortion providers anyone else who helps a woman obtain an abortion, including those who give the woman a ride to a clinic or provide financial assistance in obtaining an abortion. Private citizens who bring these suits don't need to show any connection to those they are suing. If they prevail, the law entitles them to a minimum of $10,000 in damages, plus attorney's fees. Um, yeah, so... Uh,
0: I'm astoundedly disgusted.
1: The Texas Right to Life has set up what it calls a whistleblower website where you can just submit anonymous tips about anyone they believe is violating the law. So Josh, knowing all of that, how do you feel about the new Texas abortion law ban?
0: Um, it's a violation of a human's rights, And it's all founded upon... A moral notion that is not supported by science, nor is logical in the grand scheme of things. A heartbeat. What is this? 1648? We all know the heart's not where life starts, dumbasses. Oh. We have new we have neuroscience to prove. For something to be alive, it has to have a neural system that works and can collect information and distribute information and process information but they're gonna, they're gonna do a heartbeat at six weeks. The exact amount of weeks that it takes for a woman to realize she's pregnant. Yeah. Disgusting. And have no exceptions. Like, is there at least a health exception?
1: Um, I think you would have to read the actual law, which I did not because I didn't want to. Um, (laughs) I, felt, like, what I was
0: I'll be pissed if I have to carry a child, even if it kills me.
1: I think what was interesting to me was that when this happened, um, there, was, uh, there were obviously abortion rights activist groups who tried to bring it to the Supreme Court through an emergency procedure. I can't remember what the actual term for it is, but they tried to bring it to the Supreme Court for an emergency procedure because it said that it was obviously violating constitutional rights, right? And the Supreme Court decided to uh, block the uh, block that uh, proceeding, or I don't know the legal term, but to not block the ban because and it was the vote was, I think, five to four um, with one of the conservative judges. I think it was Chief Justice Roberts who actually sided with more liberal judges and i think the reasoning why they said that the reason why they were not going to block the ban was because of the people who had brought forth this case to the supreme court they said that it it had not gone about maybe the right channels of procedures for them to actually like review the like case or something i can't remember the actual like the like actual constitutional legal precedent that they gave for but i think it was in the realm of like they didn't do it about the actual correct way for them to actually be able to ban it or block the abortion ban
0: so like the path that they chose wouldn't be wouldn't allow the people going against this ban to actually get the end result that they need so they have to do it the correct way
1: i think that's pretty much what
0: what is what um the supreme court ruled it might be that using an emergency path might have restrictions on what the judge can do and that's probably why they're like this is not a beneficial means to um <laughs> proceed like this mm-hmm. and obviously- why, why okay. does the governor have the power to just make up a law like that that is clearly clearly controversial within the population that their constituents stay in. Should this not be an issue that's voted on at the very fucking least? Um, so I don't
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if, if the governor just I doubt that the governor just wrote a law, I'm pretty sure it was probably, like, the state legislature who created the law, and he he signed it into law, because that would be the the bill-making process, both federally Mm -hmm. and, like, state, which is that the Texas Senate and House created the bill, and they sent it to the executive, which would be the governor, and then the governor signed it, approved it, and then it went into law. That's how I'm assuming it happened. I don't know, I'm not a Texas... A politics expert. So I don't know if there is like, if this would be more in lines of like the equivalent of like an executive order, but I'm pretty sure that it was probably the Texas state legislature who created, found, and like obviously wrote the policy of the bill and they sent it to the governor. And then he, Greg Abbott, a Republican, signed it into law. I was going to say, a lot of people are talking about the politics of this, which is interesting, which is one that because the Supreme Court decided to not block the ban that people are talking about there being copycat uh, bills obviously being written in more red states where they will also do this exact same thing because the president has been laid by the Supreme Court so they will also start creating bills that are banning abortion at six weeks and then obviously the politics of it in the sense that uh, this will prevent poor women from being able to leave the state of Texas to go get uh, abortions because they can't just fly out of Texas whenever they want to and then two it just mm-hmm. unfortunately affects black and brown uh, people as well who can't get an abortion
0: they just want us dr- to drown in our own like unnecessary filth and it's so overwhelming like what what, why, why are we arguing over morality and politics? It is 2021. Why aren't our decisions based on research and evidence-based arguments? What, why, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, It doesn't make sense what even even like the argument like they're just wanting it's just men wanting to control women. I'm like, but what do we gain from it? We we're gonna see this the economic and little societal system be overwhelmed even more with births. And we barely can distribute, not that we don't have the resources, but barely distribute the resources correctly to ensure that we have a healthy society like what benefit does this give us like is this a response to the fact that the population is decreasing in our like generation mm. like is it that lawmakers are seeing this as a threat because they will they won't have a population of poor people to exploit like, is this what this is about? Because that's the only practical thing I can, I can see where someone evil can grab out of this.
1: So I think, uh, OK, so before I answer that, also, I want to know, according to The Hill, they, it says that the five conservative justices who comprised the majority added that their ruling did not seek to resolve questions about the, quote, constitutionality of Texas law or foreclose future lawsuits over the measure. So I think that, and I've seen people talk about this, is that this is obviously not about like um about like pro-life and like um and about like stopping abortion. That this is about regulating women's bodies. Because if we really wanted to stop abortion, right, one, the the men would also be and they will also be involved in this prosecution. But obviously, it's literally just the, the the person who was pregnant was going to suffer these consequences because when it comes to abortion, we we don't even we don't even prosecute like the men would not be prosecuted right even though they, they help and this is obviously heteronormative, but like they would not be I feel like prosecuted in this if like they were they're not they're not in this dialogue. Secondly, if you really wanted to to decrease abortion in America, you would put forth more funding to comprehensive sex ed, Mm -hmm. contraceptives, and all of that other stuff that
0: prevents pregnancies. Because- Not only also, actual family-focused policy.
1: Yes. I believe if you want to stop abortion, then you need to stop unwanted pregnancies. And the best way to stop unwanted pregnancies is not to ban abortion because banning abortion does not stop someone from getting pregnant, getting rid of it. It doesn't, it doesn't stop that. Mm-mm. This feels like, what do you call it, Josh?
0: The handmaid sale.
1: Oh no. I was going to say cognitive dissonance.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's. And so, like this is such a complicated Because like, yes, there's a direct attack to women's rights, period. But the issue is so much bigger than that. And it all follows this stream of other issues that our country has just been trying to manipulate, such as ensuring that there's a working class to manipulate and exploit, Um, as well as like the lack of care like I don't a lot of people don't know this, but one of the things that I learned in my field of study because it specializes in human development and family. Most of our laws are anti-family, which does not make sense because we see this strong conservative push that family is the center is the society of blah, blah blah. But we refuse to make any policy that promotes making having a family beneficial, not only economically but emotionally for people. And it just doesn't make sense while we can continue to force people to give birth, to create family, and and it not be beneficial at all. There ain't enough love in the world to stop a mom or dad from having a middle breakdown, developing mental illness, being forced to work 80 plus hours and neglect their family, and then having that child grow up to be a delinquent or God knows what. Because they're neglected and traumatized, you know. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like this, it's like this very final piece in this domino effect to just solidify we're going to keep America as shitty as possible, and we don't have any intentions of making it better. And I don't get it. I, I don't. I I, I look I around. The.
1: I feel like, obviously, you have your definition of like family. And I feel like the more conservative, their ideas of family and what it means to have a family are the ideas of the nuclear family. And so that ideology is what drives them to be so pro-life and to want to force people to conform to the nuclear family. And to have a nuclear family, you obviously need to have a child, you need to have children Um, and you need to subscribe to these more also like ideological, evangelical kind of beliefs of like the right and abortion goes against that. And as I was saying earlier, though, but to also have the nuclear family, you also need to have the male figure. You need to have the father who is in the Mm. home of the family, but I don't understand because the people
0: who... They want the cake and eat they, it too.
1: When people have babies, the fa- the father does not always stay. And the father is able mm-hmm. to escape the repercussions no like this forced pregnancy.
0: It's extremely overwhelming how much like... It's like we understand their thinking patterns, but their choices don't make sense to the end result they keep begging for us to have. And that's what. It, it, that's why I'm like, is there another motive, like behind that? Like maybe, maybe this overly evangelical idea of family and society is a veil or screen for the common people to fall for. But in the behind the scenes, there has to be something more that is being gained by people above us from this situation. Because like, when you lay it all out none of it makes sense. None of it ends up the way that we're being told it will end up or the way that these conservatives want it to end up. It just, it, it keeps us in the cesspool. More single mothers, more people on welfare, more people in poverty, higher rates of crime, higher rates of murder, higher rates of suicide, higher rates of alcoholism, higher rates of drug use. Like, all these hot topic problems that conservatives are obsessed with gets perpetuated.
1: So, For a, as we wrap up this topic, I have, we're both Southerners, obviously. So, how do you feel about the people who were saying to the, the people who are being affected by this in Texas, we'll just leave Texas. It's a red state. What do you expect? Just leave.
0: I think it's horrific, because what that equals, is st- it's another form of complacency. Do we want to keep more, do we want to allow states with these ideologies to still exist? Like, no, we can't solve this by moving. And the only people who can move are the people who have the funding, the affordability, and the social status to leave their homes, their communities, their families, their ancestry and start over somewhere else and the majority of americans can't do that if we could the majority of the south wouldn't exist we would all just get up and leave and then the problem would just follow us
1: i feel like um and this will be the last point for now. i feel like the people who say that and who are like northerners who say that i low-key feel like that they actually like want like another like civil war they want there to be like two different countries they want there to be a union and a confederacy i believe like they think that that is the solution let's just make all the red state people be in the red state and let's just involve the people who are progressive to the blue states up north i feel like that is what they actually really want to happen okay so it makes
0: sense yeah. um, just to add towards the end because it allows a simple dichotomy where they can view themselves as good and others bad except instead of looking at the situation as nuance and that they themselves might actually be the bad guys in the whole picture.
1: Oh, yeah, we know that. Oh, yeah, they definitely... Mm, mm-hmm. mm.
0: All right. We just need to have a podcast on the South <laughs> and we, Southern we. politics.
1: <laughs> um. So our next topic, also pretty gendered. Uh, so on Wednesday night, the House Armed Services Committee approved an amendment requiring women to register for the draft. The panel uh, voted 30, 35 to 24... Uh, that was an amendment from a Pennsylvania Democrat, uh, Chrissy Hollohan, uh, where in the reference in the law that says male citizens should require, or require to register for the selective service, they would just simply replace it to just citizen. And the representative says, by reforming the selective service to be gender-neutral based registration, we draw on the talents of our entire nation in this time of a national emergency. The current male only registration says a message to women, not only that they are not vital to the defense of the country, but also that they are not expected to participate in defending it. Um, and the vote, uh, this is just in the Senate Armed Service Committee. So it's a committee within Congress. And then obviously there are people who disagree with it. Um, uh, another representative, for example, her name is, uh, Uh, Vicki Hartzler, a Republican from Missouri says, we don't need to draft women in order for women to have equality in this nation. Women are of worth and of value right now. And we are equal with men without having to pass a new law that will require 50% of this country, our daughters and our sisters and our wives to have to be drafted. So Congress is obviously- She
0: don't give a shit about us, does she? (laughs)
1: Congress is obviously debating to change the language in it. It has not been approved or anything yet. Um, In June, the Supreme Court declined to take up a case challenging the constitutionality of the all-male draft, citing the expectation that Congress will soon act on the issue. So Josh, as a queer man, how do you feel about women being drafted? Or how do you feel about the draft in general and women being in the draft?
0: So what makes me uneasy is, one, out of nowhere, the discussion of this coming up, that gives me a foreboding feeling that something's happening that we don't know about that's going to require a draft. Two, I think it is absolutely unethical to force any human being to participate in war, murder, or conflict If they do not agree with it, regardless of religion, if they do not agree with it, Hmm. if I don't volunteer actively and sign up for it, I shouldn't be required to do it. And I shouldn't be required to die to also dictate the politics and rights that I have on the land that I was forced to be born on. I think it's disgusting. Cognitive dissonance that that woman had. Oh, our, our sisters and mothers, who gives a fuck? What about your brothers, your uncles, your cousins, your dad? We're human. Men are not naturally meant to go to war. Humans are not naturally meant to murder each other. We're meant to hunt, but not murder each other. That's why hunters don't get PTSD when they hunt a deer, but I get PTSD if I shoot a man. So I think it's disgusting that she was really trying to draw this giant argument to even excuse women from the process of murder but be completely complacent that men are being forced into it. I think no one should be drafted. Military should only be volunteer-based. And you know what? If we get in war and all of our people die and no one's still offering to go fight, well, the citizens have spoken, we choose to lose, get over it, whatever comes, it comes. Because I'd rather be taken over by, I don't know, China, Australia. Or ten buck two before I kill someone else or I die. A country oh. is a country. Okay. It's made up. Oh, okay. My life is not made up. Okay. If that makes sense. I think oh,
1: those are all very. Um, oh, this topic is very just like. Okay, so to address your first point, God, I'm trying to remember your first point,
0: which was. Um, it makes me uneasy. Like something's coming.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. So. That's interesting because I did not feel that is why the language was being talked about. Um, I didn't even think about that. I, I figured that they were trying to adopt this language because of just like in general, like progressive, like social justice, like language different, like trying to like make things more gender inclusive. I thought this was just like, let me do some kind of like, uh, performative work, even though it wouldn't really be performative because we would literally be significantly changing an actual law, um, but it was just them trying to be more, I guess like woke or whatever. That's what my, my, uh, my perspective the, as what I thought why they were doing this but it's interesting that you, that it was like foreboding to you for something bigger to come that which, definitely because
0: definitely the way they worded mind. it they worded it as if we want to do this as if we want to put our life on the line for their country. It was is that very propaganda style. That's what made me very uncomfortable. I'm like, they trying to convince us of something.
1: And I <laughs> also feel, and to address the point about it being voluntary, that's interesting that you say that because I think in the article, that, the article that I read, I think it may have been the Pentagon, someone in the Pentagon said that they would prefer that all military personnel remain volunteer only. Um, so I, I think they would just be in, in favor of just getting rid of the Selective Service. So, and then to address your point about women serving in the draft, first of all, let me just say this. Um, I identify as a femme supremacist. So I... (laughs) So I don't even want to serve. And I don't want to be drafted. I don't want to be asked to go kill people. I consider myself a pacifist physically. And so I don't want to physically hurt people. Um, That does not include verbally, though, because I will do that. Um, And so I I, I don't know. I feel like we haven't had the draft since the Vietnam War. And are enlisted, because we obviously exploit and take advantage of poor people, we've been able to collect a bunch of people for the military, obviously. You go to fucking high schools, you get some fucking black, brown, poor kids. Like, we'll pay for your college. And we now, we gotta- We're the got dumbest
0: fuck for the world.
1: And to address, you know, I have had this debate with, um, with like people like in my family or whatever about the draft, about like fighting for your country. And I feel like the reason why people think about like defending your country is I've, I've, I've been told that like, it's all about this concept of freedom, right? So the way like, this is years and years ago when I first got into politics, I would talk to my dad about it, about um, he does not hold this opinion still, but like when we would talk about it, he would be like, um, when I was like draft shouldn't exist cause you know, I was a like, very young radical he would say like, so how do you feel about the fact that like someone, another country is coming over here because we have a war and the objective of that war is to take away our freedoms as Americans because we obviously strive to talk about like how America's the freest country in the world. And we have all these freedoms and liberties. And the point is that they're coming to America. Um, this is obviously exceptionalist, but they're coming to America to take away our freedom. And so the question that my dad always asked was like, well, are you not willing to fight for your own freedom as like an American? And I guess like to me, I feel like I definitely would prefer to continue to have the, the limited freedoms that I have right now as an American and, and versus having a country coming over and like, I guess, I don't know, trying to do some revenge colonization of America? I don't fucking know. But like, I would prefer to keep the freedoms, the limited freedoms that I have than them being even more restricted by like an alternative, a a different country. But at the same time, like, I'm just not willing to kill people. I'm not willing to fight. I don't want to do that. And I don't like that. I'm very anti-military. I'm like, I don't, we have an military industrial complex. and I don't want to help aid in that. So I, How do you feel about, like, if someone asks "So, are you not willing to fight for your freedom?
0: Uh, I first and foremost tell them uh, no, because my life is more important than freedom.
1: Interesting. We got,
0: as far as I know, we have one life. And then, you know what? I'd rather be alive and maybe doing things I don't enjoy, but still enjoy being alive than not existing at all. Freedom is a vague concept um what is free me being able to breathe i'm gonna do that me being able to eat i'm gonna I do that question. i'm like are they are they gonna like put me in chains and make me work on a farm like why you yeah, i was ask, already for if, 400 years or what if
1: your freedom being affected was enslavement i mean
0: i'm not gonna be happy about it But I'm going to, my rationale is what is going to keep me alive first and foremost. And then what is for us to collectively find a solution to this. And just jumping into a war ain't it, sis. I'm not going to choose to put myself in a situation where I'm going to have to kill somebody. If someone comes to me and tries to hurt me, they're going to go the fuck down. But I will not go to them and instigate this. So what the situation In all examples, not- In all examples of our draft, we have went somewhere else, not them come to us. And that is the line difference.
1: So would you, would you partake in a draft if it was them coming to us to kill us and enslave us?
0: I mean, at that point, it's not even a draft. I'm defending my land, defending my property. I'm defending my family.
1: Okay.
0: I just don't, I, I even at that point, I'm like, why do you have to have a total war? If they're on our land, we have the home front advantage. Our military is right here, get them.
1: Okay, I if have We're a, getting
0: to, hmm?
1: Go, go ahead, I have a question after you get done talking.
0: It's just, if, if we get to the point that we're having to use every citizen, we've already lost. Like, we've already lost. So, so to go back to the
1: main point of the article, if the, if the option to completely get rid of the draft was not even on the table, the only option was keep the language the same or to make it gender neutral by forcing women to also partake in the draft, how do you feel about women being forced to, to be enlisted in a draft as well, having to register?
0: I think it's necessary because one, when we choose only men, then we put a value on man and woman on who deserves to be living and not living, who deserves to make a sacrifice, who doesn't deserve to make a sacrifice and also like who should carry the burden of trauma and I'm sorry, I'm not here to fight for Susan. I'm, I'm here to fight for myself. Susan could come up here and fight for herself. You know, like Uh uh. If I'm gonna be forced to do it, they're gonna be forced to do it, because the moment that everybody's having to sign up for it, suddenly the policies are gonna start moving. Like "Hmm, maybe this is all a bad idea in the first place. Mm -hmm. I wonder. Uh, It like logically, none of it makes sense to me. Like it's all unethical but even more unethical to cho- choose a gender to be the ones to fight and another gender to be the ones to stay.
1: So do you think it's unethical to, you you are obviously, you you were not, it, it was not your decision to be born in America, obviously. Um, <laughs> it was not your decision to be an American citizen, but you're obviously here. You are, it's you, you don't obviously have the means to move if you wanted to, but like, since you're here and you're, pretty much reaping the benefits of being an american to some extent why is it unreasonable if you were going to get the benefits of being an american why is it unreasonable for the country to ask you to defend what you were are what you, what what you obviously are like reaping the benefits of even if it is to the extent if we if we kind of just like, I know we can't ignore it, but like ignore the fact that like we are going to someone else's country, because we, if, depending on how the war started, what we're fighting about, whatever, whatever reason, why is it unreasonable? Why is it unethical?
0: Because fighting is unnecessary and using human bodies as collateral in that process is unnecessary. When we consistently have other ways to deal with conflict or just compromise, war is never an option. Diplomacy, diplomacy, diplomacy. And if it becomes an issue where we just don't agree with something and we don't have control over it, we let go and move on. Unless it's like World War II where there are heinous, heinous acts against humanity being done. I see no point and there being any form of violent, inter- violent reaction towards anything. We clearly don't have countries that want to invade us. I doubt they ever would want to. It would not be beneficial for them. And we have no need to be, the only reason war exists is people are fighting over resources. It's ne- And that's what I really hate, this whole argument about freedoms. like That's not what war is about. That's propaganda being made to convince you to be complacent and okay before. War is about we need something from you and you need something from us and we're going to take it instead of agreeing with it. Or just saying, well, it's not mine. I can't have it anymore. I just, on a spiritual, personal, ethical level, do not agree before, and I will not participate in something I do not agree with mm-hmm. it's vehemently.
1: Yeah. So the FBI will obviously be coming to your door because you have agreed to not follow the law. Um.
0: <laughs> they can throw me in jail all they want. You, uh, I'm like, I'd rather be that than dead. Me being alive is a precious, precious gift. And I'm not going to chance it. Because our government wants somebody else's fucking oil. Fuck that. Fuck it.
1: Interesting. Well, um, we are out of time. Um, and, I mean, that, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and to share this podcast with all of your friends. And since it's September, obviously, the summer is over and I have failed at my summer goal to have a threesome. And I just want everyone out there listening to know that this is not my fault. That if you're listening to this, this is actually your fault. This is oh my your God. fault. What? That's my God. What? You're gonna blame our viewers. I am going to blame- For your chastity. Yeah, because first of all, it was not even a choice. Okay, it was not chastity. I I did not choose to (laughs) not have a Teresa. I I was exhausting every effort to have two men not on my face, but I guess the universe just doesn't want me to be happy. So, since you obviously cannot actually you know, help your co host by providing me two men to have a person with, nice. the, the least that I'm asking you to do is to fucking share this podcast. The least you could do is do that. That's the least you could do.
0: And with that- I'm Grateful I- we're not
1: drafting you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. let Maybe BlackBrew should have a draft of our um, gay male viewers. And- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm drafted to have a threesome with <clears throat> me.
0: Um- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that this idea was formulated on Beyonce's internet. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Beyonce, by the way. <laughs> happy birthday.
1: Ah, what a queen. Anyway, this is it. Crazy goddess. (laughs) This is it. We should have a topic about Beyonce.
0: Yes, we should.
1: Okay. Well, this is the end of our podcast. Thank you. And we will see you next time.
0: Goodbye. Bye.